Welcome to Nobody Left Behind. We have a very special uh, intro to the episode this week. Um, it's a little peek behind the curtain of the prep that goes into Nobody Left Behind. We, I might have hit record a little early on this week's episode, so what you're going to hear is going to be some pre-show banter that uh, Frank and Willem didn't know that we were recording. But don't worry, they do find out, and it is... Rather enjoyable, if I don't say so myself. So, strap in and enjoy this episode of No Beer Left Behind with Frank, Brian, Willem, and Sweet Baby Parker. Episode 107, Sharing Pants. Enjoy. Dare you to move. Holy shit, Papa John got kicked out of Papa John's. Yeah, did you not see that? I... I... I heard that he brought Kanye West into a board meeting. Um, I heard he dropped the N word in a board he meeting. Did, it'd be that, but he was trying to make a point. I can't even imagine what fucking point you would be trying to make. Exactly. But that's his defense. He's like, I was just trying to make a point. Uh, I think the point is pretty clear, Papa J. It's pretty clear. You want to keep singing? That was soothing my soul. No. Damn it. John Shatner reportedly said he didn't want to work with singer Kanye West because he uses the N-word. <laughs> no. According to a letter he said sent to the board of directors. Ugh. Marketing firm Laundry Service reportedly wanted Shatner to bring on West as a co-spokesman for television spots and promotions. What was that, one minute, Brian? I was gone for one minute. What is Kanye West doing chilling Papa John's pizza? Mm-hmm. Because Kanye West is a sellout, dude. He's broke. He's not broke at all. I don't understand why he needs to do that. Well, he's trying to prove a point. Oh, I, I can hawk pizzas. <laughs> point taken, no, bro. He's, he's like trying to be like, oh, look, I'm multifaceted and stuff. Yeah, I'll embrace. No, not that. I'll embrace a racist, basically. <laughs> he will. That's like he's like okay with all that shit. Are you kidding me? What the fuck's wrong with him? Yeah, he's a weird, weird dude. You guys did hear about that, right, Papa John? Yeah. During the call, Shatner was to be participating in a role playing exercise. He was trying <laughs> to be better. Is he Michael Scott? It uh-huh. <laughs> like. It's so bad. It's so particularly bad. When what? he allegedly stated that Colonel Sanders called black people the N word, claimed Sanders never got backlash for it. Oh You're my kidding god! Me. I mean, he did what Michael Scott would do. He went yeah. full Michael Scott. God damn! He allegedly spoke of growing up in Indiana. Oh, this is where he doubled down. Yeah. Where the outlet reports that he said people used to be drag used to drag African Americans from trucks until they died. Hmm. Despite hmm. intending for the sentiment 
to convey his opposition to racism. Multiple people on the call were very offended. <laughs> no shit. You guys want pepperonis? You guys want them sweet peppers? You got that oh, garlic butter sauce or a side of racism? Okay, okay, so we should talk about this on the cast. Cause... Oh, we have been. Uh, we're recording. I started uh, recording back when Frank was singing Dare You to Move. <laughs> so welcome to No Beer Left Behind here cool. in North Texas. I'm Brian. I'm drinking a Sam Adams Light. And uh, you've been listening to Papa John's Racism Talk here on No Beer Left Behind. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So uh, Frank down in Austin, the uh, narrator of the Papa John saga. What? Uh, well, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I would have done a better, uh, more focused mic close to the phone. Well, mouth close to the mic moment there. Why did you have that? Sounded like good. I was like, good. Oh, I was engaging to listen to. I was just, yeah, I was just sitting here reading the story, waiting for us to start. Um, I'm doing well, though. Things are good down here in Austin proper. It is cooling down rapidly. So, about nine o'clock at night, it went from being. I guess today was probably like 105, and right now it's about 80, 86 or so, so it feels real nice out here. Uh, other than that, we, uh, yeah, it's been super hot, and <clears throat> thus far, no uh, no relief in sight, so looks like we're going to have 100 for the next 10 days at least. Um, as far as what I'm drinking, I'm having a... A Diet Coke with ice. Um, Brian and I are headed to New Orleans this weekend, so I decided maybe, you know, take some days off, um, preferably a week. And then, Brian, uh, are you taking the kids? No kids. No kids from Brian. Brian's not at his mic right now, so we're sort of oh, covering, two of us. Okay, so check covering this out, that air. At the I'm going to, I've plugged this before, I'm going to plug it again. Take. Take a night to the drifter. Like after you've done, do a day in New Orleans, and then like instead of going back to the hotel, go to the drifter, do a pool party there. Like every weekend night. What is it? What is the drifter? Uh, it's the hotel that we stayed at. Oh, so yeah. they? I'm confused. In New Orleans. Yeah. So instead of going to New Orleans, you just go one night to this pool party. No, no, I'm just saying take a night that you're there and go to that. Oh, okay. Makes more sense now. Yeah, that made no sense live. I could not understand what you were saying. So take one of your nights. Take one night. Go back to the hotel and go there. Okay, that's fair. Why? What what goes on at the Drifter? Sorry, I was taking a sip. Um, They just... uh... (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted. At the Drifter, it's just a hotel... That's like really cool. It's like uh, they took an old motel uh, that you would see in like, you know, uh, National Lampoon's Family Vacation or some shit. And they where the car is all, you know, it's like a uh, a line, just a straight building, two stories, you know, rooms on the bottom that just open straight out to the parking lot. And then rooms on top that open to the balcony, take the stairs down to the parking lot, you know. So yep. it's that. And then they cut out, a, they, they, put a pool in the parking lot and then they cut out concrete and stuff um like like other around the pool they 
for landscaping, they cut out sections of concrete and made them into planters and stuff. Uh, so, so they like turned the shitty parking lot into like a pretty cool little oasis type of deal. Uh, and then on the inside, they have a bar, like where the lobby would have been in the old days. They have a bar that opens up to the pool and then also serves inside. It's got like a big lounge area in there and stuff. And it's just a really cool vibe, honestly. Like, I would, yeah. it's like a lot of fun. And what do they charge per night? Uh, I want to say cover is ten dollars. Okay, per it's person, not it's not not bad. And like they also do this thing where for like service workers, they give them half off per okay. night, which is which I thought was thoughtful. And then they do like member memberships too. So very cool. Like live there. This episode brought to you by the Drifter. <laughs> no, 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 well, that sounds interesting. I mean, I I like so. It looks like they adopted the so the pool party concept as far as I know, and this is it's probably not uncommon back in the day, but the new age kind of pool party on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon at a hotel with a DJ by the pool and whatnot. Yeah. Like that concept started in the Hamptons. <clears throat> and it was like it was a way for these hotels to bring in revenue on off days when no one would, people are checking out. Right. So they decided, Oh, okay, well on these off days, let's, let's do one of these pool parties and bring in like a, a known DJ and they've spread like wildfire. So one of the chains, if you're ever in a city looking for something to do on a Sunday and it's going to sound super pretentious, but it's awesome. If there is a W hotel in that town, they have, a pool party with a DJ every Sunday. And it's like a tradition at every W across the world to have this. It's like wet Sundays. And if you're not staying at the W, it's the same thing. It's like a $10 cover charge and you can be hanging out um, with good food and good drinks. And it's not stupidly expensive um, and have a lot of fun with people. So yeah, I, I, I would vouch for hotel or motel pool parties on Sundays or off days, like they're, yeah, they're fun and they go into the night too. It's a good time. Are you gonna? You should go check this place out. I'm telling you. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Go right. check it out. It's a lot of fun. Where Where is it uh, in relation it's to in, the French Quarter? I don't know direction around there, but it's in Mid City. So if you just look up Mid City, you'll know where. Oh, okay, where it is. Um, well, that sounds fun. Yeah. So I mean. I've never been to New Orleans, so we're. Oh, looking... you haven't? No. Am I going to be the only one that has been when we go? Has your has Mrs. Frank gone? Nope, she's never gone. Oh, uh, buddy. Well, y'all are going to be in for a treat. No, we've we've never been. We're, um, yeah, we're we're staying Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and flying back Sunday or Monday night. So, hell yeah, we'll that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should it should be good. It's our first real vacation vacation this year with yeah. just me and the wife and some friends or me and the wife. Normally it's like we're visiting family, so it should it should be a good time. Yeah, New um, Orleans is great. It's going to be hot as balls, but it's not going to be as hot as it is in Dallas. So, it's going to okay. be Well, it's humid as fuck. New Orleans <laughs> is a swamp. So, <laughs> well, it's below sea level, yes, but we're bringing baby powder for our balls, so we'll oh, be good. God. We'll be fine. I was telling Brian, he's like trying to give me ovarian cancer here in a weekend. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm doing doing the world a favor. 
<laughs> see Johnson and Johnson. Actually, I've got my lawyers ready to file Tuesday morning. Good. That's I'm go in for a biopsy Tuesday morning. First thing. <laughs> I want to see that on the books, Frank. And then I'm, then I, then I've got them set up. Keywords. Send it and send, send it. It's going to be them mailing the lawsuit on over <laughs> to Johnson C Johnson E Johnson. Mm-hmm. That's good, Mister and Mrs. Johnson. And Johnson, just so we're sure we got both of them. Got and all four possibilities. Exactly. Yeah, we're covered. It's good. We. <laughs> Sorry, I had to step out. Uh, the wonderful neighborhood decided to set off some more fireworks. Oh, uh, that's July 17th, Brian. You haven't heard about July 17th? Burn ban been in effect since July 10th. So you tell oh. me. <laughs> What'd you do? Did you go bitch him out? <clears throat> no, I kind of freaked out because... I, you, uh, Listeners might have heard in my on my microphone my daughter screaming bloody murder because uh, I heard something in my like through in my headphones through the mic that oh, the sorry. fire fireworks went off loud enough where I can hear it them like a gun going off. No, it sounded like someone was hitting the like I went in and my daughter was like, "Daddy, who is knocking on my window?" I was like, well, "I can tell you right now, whoever it is is about to have a problem on their hands." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "It's it's fireworks, sweetie." She's like. <laughs> Are you going to go outside and watch? I'm like, no, it is too hot for that still. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a burn oh, ban. July 7th. Burn, yeah. burn, t- well, a seven-day burn ban and July 17th. So, yeah. Wait, Let's... seven days? Yeah, it's been since July 10th. Is when the burn ban oh, was seven days into a burn ban. You don't set burn bans <clears throat> no, for days. No, 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 no. It's yeah, not, it starts no, not... and then it needs to rain. <laughs> we're not seers. We're not like, you know what? <laughs> it's coming. It'll be fine. You stop it at eight. This is a seven day burn ban. After this day, you can get it half off priced water. Mm-hmm. End, of the, end of the period. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's good times living here in the uh, gates of hell, the foot, the doorstep of hell. Yeah, we're at the end of the week in Dallas. It's supposed to be a hundred and eight degrees on Friday mm-hmm. and a hundred and nine on Saturday or some nonsense. Yeah. It's good. It's gonna be good. Nothing to yeah, see here. Uh, it's. We're in the middle of it, and it's not just down here. So if you're listening and I don't know, fucking Winnipeg, I bet it's hot up in Winnipeg this week too. I don't know about that. I think Winnipeg. Let's check. Let's check actually, Brian. Let's go into weather. Weather checking in Winnipeg. Come back to me. Throw it back to me a little later, okay? Uh, well, what am I going to do? I was looking in Winnipeg, but I misspelled Winnipeg and spelled it Winnipeg, and then I misspelled yeah, it no, again. Throw it back to me here in a little bit. Seventy-four degrees, Frank. High of 89, the blistering summer of Winnipeg. I mean, can you imagine being up there and it's negative 50 in the winter and then all of a sudden it's 89? Six months later, it's 89. (laughs) It's also still sunlight up there, probably. (laughs) I would, man, I would lose it. I don't know what I would do. What is the, like, it says, yeah, it's full sun. It is full sun at 930 in Winnipeg. It's. We're not even. Well, the the sun there doesn't go down till about eleven. Yeah, so, sorry, sunset nine twenty nine. So that means it's still bright at ten p.m. Yeah, that's good. In Winnipeg, nothing to see here. Everything's everything's fine. Yeah, actually, a pretty cool city. Highly underrated North American city. That oh, see, we learned something new today. So good. Yeah, there's some good good history in Winnipeg. Like what? Uh, they got this old <laughs> hotel there. It's been. Uh, been around for quite some time it's it's one of those old school actually it's similar to the um the hotel in downtown oklahoma city that i used to stay at uh the 
name of which is slipping my mind at the moment. <laughs> I don't but... know any Oklahoma City hotels where I'd try to help you out. Are we <laughs> looking at Willem's bathroom right now? Is that what we're staring at? We are in the filter. So he, he was supposed to tell us what he's drinking, but it's water. Brian, what are you having tonight? Uh, so I started off with Sam Light, but I killed that. And uh, now I'm drinking Innocent Gun, the Kindred Spirits. Innocent Gun is an Irish brewery. And uh, this is their barrel-aged stout. I'm sorry. It's a stout matured with Irish whiskey barrel staves. So not actually barrel-aged, but barrel stave-aged? I don't know. Yeah. I will say it's meh, It's all right. It's not the major. I bought this about five months ago, and it's, it's all right. It's 6% you know, alcohol. Had, it's not crazy. I had a... So did you say Irish whiskey, whiskey barrel-aged? Uh, whiskey barrel staves. But yeah, essentially. Oh, what is a stave? Stave are the individual pieces of wood rather than the actual oh, barrel. Okay. So they don't put it in the barrel; they just put the barrel in the beer. Beer. It's, yeah, okay. it's kind of a cheap way of doing it, but it is what it is. I mean, that's what I do as a home brewer, so not yeah. a whole lot of difference. I hope they, uh, I hope they sand down the outside of it. Uh, uh-uh. I think they actually just handle everything barehanded. Mm-hmm. And then just <clears throat> run it through some dog shit on the way yeah. into the brewery. Probably roll in the dirt before it happens, right? <laughs> yeah, just get the extra tawan. What's that? What's that mold growing in there? It's oh, it's an adjunct. <laughs> you have no idea, Frank. You have no idea. Villem, are you out of the bathroom? Are you out of the bathroom? Irish whiskey barrel aged beer, aged beer. What do you what mean? Said, so are you done? Are you done in the bathroom? Uh, I, I moved rooms, mm. and my wife needs to go to bed at some point, and I was like... She don't, uh, she don't want to sleep through the cast? in the bedroom, you know, like an idiot, <laughs> like, obviously. You seem uh, very proud of yourself when you started. <laughs> you were like, I'm so comfortable right now. Yeah, I was incredibly. that It was too good to be true, you know? At least we have the spare bed. It's it's all right. <laughs> okay. What, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking, this guy here is called a Moosehead Pale Ale. Oh, wait, Moosehead makes a Pale Ale? Canada, yeah. Holy shit. Wham bam, son. Wow. How much did that set you back? Because I've seen Moosehead. 15 bucks for a 15 pack. Nicely done. Fucking A, dude. That's good. Is it, is it tasty? My, my wife actually picked this up. Um, Michael Vick's it happening is, right now. It's all right. Like, it's pretty good, yeah, frankly. I mean, it's like like a good like, uh, lawn mowing beer, but not in a not like a Miller Lite type of way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it tastes good, but um, it's still, like, light. Not, it's not, like, overwhelming. Uh, um, that's good. Easy drinker, I guess I would say. I would say y'all are probably a test market for that, just a heads up. So if you like it, buy cool. a lot of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, I totally would too for pool parties and stuff. This is great. I like. Is the it new... from Canada? Yes. Yeah, Canada is how they pronounce it up there. Canada. Got uh, listeners and home. Take note. That is very important, and it will be on the final. They also don't like it when you call it the Canada. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's way too direct. They're like more <laughs> passive. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know that about Ukraine? People from Ukraine. Ukraine don't like being co- like that. You call it the Ukraine. Because that implies uh, Soviet rule. Oh. Does wow. it? I thought it implied... Because the Ukraine was a region, and now Ukraine is a country. Oh, okay. okay. It's like the Yugoslavia. No. Or... <laughs> the former Yugoslavia. The Texas. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. 
pretty pissed about that. The it's former like Croatia would be pissed off if you called Croatia Yugoslavia. You know. <laughs> well, can you believe? Can you believe? Okay, so the nerve. for quite some time they did call that area the former Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Yeah, I and think... it was like, okay, well, I mean, come on now. <laughs> they have a name. <laughs> they have a name. Barely, like the artist formerly known as Prince. Artist, the country formerly known as Russia, and then it applies to like a third of that part of the world. Exactly. All exactly. Right. Um, so now that your geography and Canadian lesson is done, uh, listeners at home, Frank, did you go over what you're drinking already? Uh, so you know, I uh, I did. I've, I'm I'm having a little diet uh, Coke okay. with a uh, all right. A splash of uh, ice. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm also looking at the uh, hell of a post right here. Comment yeah, it's Instagram. a good. I'm sorry, yeah, I got, I got Brian, distracted. Great, great Instagram post. You like that? Yes, very uh, much. What made it different than any of my other Instagram posts? Because it, like every other one, was done from the can. So I need I don't to know. know. I think the photography is like clean, but like uh, I like the glass. The glass is sick. and the glass is cool. Yeah, it's literally the bottom of a of a stemless martini glass. <laughs> and then the caption is funny. Is also I really like the caption too. Wow. Okay, well it's a win win win. I I feel like I've I feel like you nailed it. You know that's why I specifically called that one out. Oh shit! God damn. Um, we're joined. I don't know if y'all saw who joined us in the bottom row. I did. No, I, didn't, I just didn't was care. waiting for y'all. To... You didn't even care. Frank says <laughs> we know. Fucking Frank, we know. Dick. Uh, Parker. No Sorry. What are we doing here? Parker. <laughs> is this a cast? Is this what we're doing? Is this live? Are we recording this? Yeah. Oh, did we tell him we're not recording tonight? This is really just shooting the bull. It was hanging out without Parker, but That's someone right. told Parker we were going to name this. Mm-hmm. Got to change the name. Pants Tim Parker. <laughs> Sharing pants. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Park, Parker, um, I hope you enjoyed your time listening and eavesdropping in to the cast. Uh, Who's yeah, in your yeah. mouth, Parker? Who is great, it? y'all. That's a better question. <laughs> Take care now. Who starts signing off? 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hang out by myself now. <laughs> That's sad. Um, I don't know why the hatred tonight, guys, but, you know, Brian's showing love. He mm-hmm. always is. I, yeah, I got to play good cop. You know? Probably because it sounds like you got two testicles in your mouth right now. You two inbred brothers are hating tonight for some reason. Inbred. <laughs> Bread again. Goddamn. Okay. Ugly. It's pretty. Yeah. Hey. Um... <laughs> uh, I'm she was so damn ugly. Okay. I'm drinking a beer that tastes like piss. Oh, Are you drinking um, Natty Light? It's, Should we no, right up your alley? No, you shut your mouth. Okay. You shut your horse mouth. Natty Light is a gift from God. Is it Coors Light? Um, is that what it tastes like? No, it's by Big Sky Brewing. Oh, so no. Didn't, didn't expect this. Is it Trout Slayer? Of course, I've only had... No, I, I was going about to say like, of course, I've only had two of their, two of the beers in their portfolio. That being the summer, summer honey or whatever their uh-huh. seasonal summer is, and then their brown ale. Um, but no, I'm drinking. I don't know what this is. It's like a fucking shout out to the University of Montana. It's oh, the Bozeman. Grizz. No, 
I guess, yeah, that's where it's located, right? Yeah. But it's got a grizzly bear on it. It's called Grizz, which I feel like there's another beer that has a name Grizz. But, yeah, uh, yeah there's a – done Tallgrass. Prairie. I've never heard of one. Why do uh, I always say Tallgrass Prairie? Tallgrass Prairie. <laughs> tall <laughs> Every time. That's, that's uh, funny. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, bark, bark, bark. No, it's, it's a Montana lager, whatever that's supposed to mean. Ew. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Just stick to the ales. Um, Wait, what the hell? And it, and, it, and it was, the born on date is like. Last year? It's only a couple couple months old. How old? How old's a couple months, Parker? Is it April? Well. It is. This is the part. Right. This is great podcasting stuff. No, it's good. Reading uh, it, reading yeah, it. it does look like April. Yeah, the dead air is doing really well these days in the markets. Y'all have no idea. I've... That's what sells, just like sex. The dead air is testing well. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I've got a, a little tainted. No, sample here, but I mean, it's no, not it's, that fucking old. It's an American I mean, light lager. We both drank a lot older beers on the cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we, don't give, like, we go for it. Y'all have accidentally yeah. both drank aged light lagers. Dude, I almost uh-huh. got caught up. The fucking liquor store had this like 10% off rack, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, wait a minute. And I look, and some of it was from like July 4th was Best Buy date, and it was like fucking, uh, you know. You got to watch that on those you uh, pick six, you know, like make your own six packs. It's yeah, it's old beers that they're trying to get rid of. Yeah, for sure. Some of them are okay if you get certain styles and they're pretty close to. Uh, if you get pretty close to the uh, Best Buy date, they're not bad. I mean, it's Best Buy, not shit after. But for those light beers, like what Parker's drinking tonight, yeah, you go on drink that. You're gonna want to drink that quick. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna kill it and then just move on to. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Parker. Tried and true. Um, Let's Untapped go. gives that beer a three rating, which is terrible. <laughs> that, means, uh, that means. Can you? So maybe it's not just. Maybe it's not just the age, and maybe no. it's not just me. Then I mean, I think it's got 600 ratings and uh, three point. Oh, it's three point three. Brian which is not good. What's up? Can you tell me what this one rates? Uh, Moosehead Pale Ale. Yeah, interested. Um, I will pull that up if y'all want to continue on. Um, no, we like the dead air. Cool. Well, just give me it's testing uh, well on the market. Remember? Is it? Oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry, <laughs> everybody, quiet. I'm looking up something. <laughs> so uh, I've got I've got breaking news. Whenever after you're done with your uh, uh, after your search, ooh, villain, villain, going to be another salty yes. milk ball conversation. Okay, <laughs> you made a joke about your house right, being a so wreck because your neighbor's house was beautiful. And that was a great joke. It was terrible. It was a, that, did not, that did not test well at all. Uh, all right. I had, Brian, I had to explain rating? it to the wife. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't see. We listened to it in the car on the way back from Oklahoma City last night. She's like, I I don't get it. And I was like, try it. And I was like, finally, I just pressed pause. And I was like, I had to you know, like explain <laughs> it out. and Which is That's you know, you always a sign joke. of a great joke whenever you have to explain it, right? <laughs> <laughs> because that did not test well. <laughs> Not All right, what was good. the rating, Brian? Uh, that one is actually lower than the, than the, the Big Sky. It is a wow. 3.05 rating with 5,000 check-ins. Damn. Damn. I don't like this beer. Not huh? good. Damn, 
Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm okay with it. I forgot. I'd get it. It's cheap as fuck too. It's fifteen bucks. You gotta like. I don't know. It's like you gotta judge it. You gotta judge it within. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a dollar a beer. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going dollar a beer, fuck yeah, this is a good beer. Like I'm not gonna say this is like a prairie, obviously. But... Sounds like you've given a prairie seal of approval. A, pr- a tall grass prairie seal of approval. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, Adam. Adam, are you no longer on the payroll at Marshall? Oh, oh, oh no, Ooh. they dropped me. I, I said mm-hmm. some <laughs> some racist inflammatory stuff. Remark, made yeah. some inflammatory he tried, remarks. He tried to bring Kanye West into the Marshall Brewing marketing yeah. meeting, bring it all back around. He was really only making a point of like positivity and got all misconstrued. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, slaves could have taken out me too. So. <laughs> it ended with Villain oh. just screaming the N-word at the people at Marshall and him <laughs> going, I'm making the God. point at you, at you. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't mean it like that. What I meant was, it's a bad word, and you shouldn't say it as flippantly as I am right now. We should take the power back, is what he's. And half of my albums. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Villains also Kanye West. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Parker, I'm interested to hear your uh, late breaking news, and I don't even have my news drop anymore. So we'll just hold on. We'll do this one. This is going to be worth it. Frank, Frank, it is going to be worth it. Yeah. Frank down in Faustin. Ooh, sick ass burn. I was gonna do the villain stinger, but y'all talked over it. So. Let's hear it again. Okay. Okay. God damn it! Really, Parker? Sorry. <laughs> I'm not playing it again. What's the right, what's not the, of God Wars? What's the news? Suck ass. It's like when we used to try to start Sincaster and. Uh, Audacity Three, at the same time. Two, oh my god. One. The dark days. The dark ages. Yeah. Primitive podcasting. It was like um, grilling without a lighter, you know? <laughs> Alright, start your tape recorder in three, two, one. Synchronize our watches. And then, and then send me that tape in the mail. <laughs> right. Like uh, okay. it was one step removed. Breaking news alert. You heard it first here. Mm. Um Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is going to be changed forever on August seventh, as Miss Stormy Daniels is coming to night trips, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got it. Not done. <laughs> Hit them all. That's a grand slam. If you, uh, if oh you ask, nice. You can God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Parker. Chitty, chitty bang bang. Yes. August 7th. So August 7th, if you ask real nice, she'll probably let you touch her. Oh, my God. God damn <laughs> For a- for a hundred and thirty dollars, <laughs> I'm guessing. She probably is like, I don't know, maybe free. It, it, it happened this past week, and she got arrested for it. Hey, that was entrapment, Frank. You know, one hundred and thirty dollars is uh, symbolic or whatever. What is it? What the, the fuck bribe? The, the the bribe that Michael Cohen paid her was one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Oh. Yes, Villem got it. Thank you, Villem. Somebody. Hold what up? up? Okay, so hold on, hold on one second. She she was 
I only heard she got arrested. She was entrapped in this whole thing? Well, okay, so it was an undercover cop who was at the at the strip club, and he enticed her to let oh. him touch her, in which case he arrested her. Oh. And your honor, if I could step in and make an appearance for the first time and go out sometime, <laughs> uh, your honor, it was unlawful the way the man jostled her juggly dudes and then arrested her for providing <laughs> such a beautiful service to the society. Dude. Your honor, it's wrong. If you she lock this woman up, up. Ryan. she did. <laughs> she was set up so you Next could up not on the center stage, Killian Cotton, Killian Cotton. Tip your bartenders, folks. Tip your bartenders, man. It's mom awesome. night. We've got <laughs> we've got Sarah Huckabee Sanders, that <laughs> Smoky Brown Eye, coming out of the stage. Now she comes on Tuesday nights at like six p.m. When Sarah Huckabee <laughs> Sanders. Fucking two p.m. during the prime rib steak special. <laughs> Did y'all not like my Smoky Brown Eye comment? Because I felt like that was that was good. The perfect Smoky Brown Eye. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Just dude, she is cleaning up, guys. What are you talking about? Think about that. Who? Stormy. Storm- okay, I thought you were talking oh, about no, she had this. We were playing quite a quite some time ago. Yeah, Apparently, she was, this is what she does. Yeah, she was at uh, the uh, what is it? Freaking Star yes, City sir. or whatever the hell it is <laughs> down in Dallas. She was down here a couple months ago. She's doing a whole tour, but I, yeah. yeah, I guess some people do book tours. Some other people do uh, strip stage tours. It's her uh, come on back tour. Yep, <laughs> come on back. Why don't they? Why didn't she travel up the East Coast and just do a clam bake and just strip at that? And that way we could just do a two for one deal, sell tickets like what, one hundred twenty a person, one hundred thirty a plate, so we can keep no, no, it symbolic. No, sir. no, sir, it's a clam bake. Oh, I'm, I didn't know. Good for her. Good for her, honey. Did you know there was going to be stripping at this clam bake? Who would have? I'm here for the clams. <laughs> you seen they're fresh. Little, a little side of clam has never hurt anybody. I remember in Stillwater at the uh, Dollhouse. Here we go. <laughs> Strap in, kids. 2000. Some, uh, winter of 2009. Ot nine. <laughs> they, yeah. They had some broad from California, some known porn star. And they <laughs> chalked it up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, had her videos. It was good. Got a signature. Guys, no, this is. I've told you the story about my friend getting just verbally and pretty much sexually assaulted on the stage. Remember this? Yes. I do not. I, I mean, oh. feel free because we've deleted a lot of old episodes. Okay. Well, her name was like Terry Weigel or something. She was some washed up whore and oh God. she looked God. like a man. Hi, Terry. Thanks and for listening. In her like. Tail of the tape, you know, as she was getting built up as she was coming out. You know, like, Mile and a half a dick. <laughs> In her career, she's taken over a mile and a half a dick. <laughs> six oh foot four God. with a solid ah. Adam apple. Hold <laughs> on. Well okay. Played linebacker for the ah. University of Minnesota. <laughs> Playing loose end on Anal Sluts do. 9. Okay, quick question. Mm-hmm. Do they show like her performing acts on people or was this just like like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people go to a strip club 
in Oklahoma, they're not necessarily looking for like full on gangbang tale of the tape material. I don't see why <laughs> right not. Why wouldn't you do your research? I feel like Oklahoma is a well a well well versed uh, uh, strip community. Matter of fact, oh. I graduated from high school with someone who's a bouncer at a big strip club in Oklahoma City. Found this uh-huh. out recently, and uh, he does nothing but d- recruit talent from Ooh. specific um, video agencies. <laughs> Out in the West Coast. So, yeah, Frank, they do their research. Continue, Parker. Now, listen, her claim to fame, apparently she had an appearance in Married with Children. Perfect. Oh, snap. The porn? That must have been whenever she first moved out to Hollywood and had these aspirations of being an actress, and she got in as a a fill-in. And then when that didn't work out, like it doesn't for 99.8% of like, people, she turned to porn. Depressing me, please. I Don't almost almost right Googled now. this girl on my work computer. So just... Oh, holy shit. I'm going to try to pull her up. Which, what was her name? It's like Terry... Oh, there Wy- it is. Terry, Terry, Terry Wyland. No, Wyland or Weigel? I think. Terry Gross, guys. Fresh air. I think I Terry know. Weigel was the chick... <laughs> From Reno 911. No, Terry Weigel, W E I G E L, American pornographic actress. Okay, it was right. Yeah. She was a Playboy yes. playmate, so you got that going for you. Um, well, she is, oh, guys, she <laughs> she been around a while. She, she has IMDb work. Thanks, IMDb. Uh, dating back to 1988 in Cheerleader. How do you spell camp. Terry Weigel? T E R I W E I G E L. This is an older lady. Is that correct, Parker? I'm sorry. How, how did you? How did you get this by just? Parker didn't I even don't give know, you. Man. He gave you like a shit. He gave you a shitty hint because he's told us the story got... before, dumbass. Oh. And we, uh, yeah. I have a memory. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. She is 56 years old. <laughs> she's, oh she's my born, god! She's born in 1962. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's from Florida. Twenty-one inch waist. Wow, she's from amazing. Well, thirty-four I mean, I can, inch hips. I can put Five anything seven. down on on a good hourglass hour. figure. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Only on porn stars does it give their waist. bust size, their waist, their hips, and their on weight Wikipedia. on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> thirty-six, twenty-four, thirty-six. She's been 36, in some twenty-four. She's been in some uh, real shit movies. <laughs> so yeah. Parker. Yes. Um, <clears throat> all right. So Terry Weigel's in Stillwater for whatever reason. She is all of 47 years old. And what goes on? <laughs> she, yeah. That was when she was in her second prime. Broke her hip. Uh, <laughs> no, dude. She assaulted my friend. <laughs> Straight up. This would be like if the Me Too movement was going on back then, like he would classify. Um <laughs> Except it was a reverse. Um, okay, what was she so doing? they're opening. They brought this girl in for their like opening night. Okay, and they're okay. building it up and putting ads out. And, uh, and the opening night, there was a, like a huge snowstorm that day. Okay, so n- not many people showed up because they couldn't physically drive there. Okay, only the reddest of the rednecks were able to get there because they had you know four wheel drives that were had a, a 18 inch lift kit on him and whatnot. Um, so they thought this place would be sold out. And in fact, there was only like maybe 20 people in the joint. 
Um, okay, so we're sitting on Pervert Row, and in the she, Shamu Splash Zone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, if have... you were at a Gallagher show, you'd get watermelon on your face for Got sure. Got it. All right, it paints a good uh, picture. And um, she pulled up like my friend that was right there on the stage, and I'm sure at first he's thinking, "All right," you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, she just publicly humiliated him <laughs> and poured beer all over him. Oh god! And he had a really nice button-up polo shirt on, and she just grabbed it by the collars and just ripped. I mean, like, just the the shirt was ruined by the end of this act. <laughs> I mean, it's like a eighty dollar button up. <laughs> went to off. a porn show and ended up in debt. Dude, yeah, he, and, and his, his friend was like timid and kind of you know he didn't he wasn't a real loud mouth or anything, kind of shy guy. And he sort of uh, tagged along. He was a bigger, bigger dude, super hairy back. So now he's shirtless on the stage, and she makes him get down on all fours, and she's, like, riding him. Okay. At one point in time, he tried to army crawl off of the stage. Like, like it was like I was watching a friend of mine, like, trying to crawl underneath the barbed wire on the beaches of Normandy for his life. And, and she grabbed him by his little legs and pulled him back on to the, like, center of the stage. Okay, and then proceeded. She was like, "Bartender, you know, like I need more beers." And the bartender brought up some long necks. <laughs> oh my god! Like, like shook it up like she just won the Indy Five Hundred and started spraying it all over him. And then took that bottle and shoved it down his ass crack. <laughs> poured all down his ass. Okay, and she was like. Hitting him with his own belt. Are we able to post this episode, like, honestly right now? Like, he was not having fun. (laughs) Statute of limitations. We're fine. And finally, like, it came to a close, whatever this three-ring circus act was that we just witnessed. I'm laying on the floor of this place, crying, laughing, rolling around. Granted, it was the opening night. You know, I wouldn't have felt comfortable rolling around on a strip club floor any other time. But I felt okay being as this was night one. And uh, I'm dying. Just absolutely. I can't breathe. Everybody in the place is just crying. And he finally, like, gets off stage. And and he, and he got a DVD for his uh, participation. Uh, like when DVDs first came out in like 92, I'm pretty sure was when this one was produced that, he, that, that were in her giveaway stash. And, uh, so, and, and, and then like 30 seconds later, he's like, tries to like as cool and collected as possible as he's soaking wet, his hair is messed up. His shirt is ruined. Yeah. And he's, yeah, that's when he's like, Are you guys about ready to go to here? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my! It was uh, the strip club. Didn't even give him a T-shirt, dude. No. Oh man! They come over and ask him to leave because his shirt (laughs) he didn't fit dress code. (laughs) Gotta gotta have a shirt on to be in this establishment unless you're dancing. (laughs) Get to dancing. Yeah, get on the stage, boy. Yeah, it was uh, it was something else. It was a spectacle. I don't even I don't know if what I witnessed would be called rape or what, but that (laughs) beer bottle was in his ass. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, I think. Um, you think? But my whole point in this um, – well, I've seen some stuff down in Mexico. 
Um, no, my whole point in saying that was like this lady got brought in and got probably paid a decent amount of money, whatever it was. Uh, point being is, you know, if somebody whose claim to fame was they were unmarried with children like 30 years ago is still getting paid, like Stormy Daniels is going to ride this thing, pun intended, uh, as long as she can. Like she's yeah. going to be. Dude, what strip club in America is going to say no to having her in their place? No one. That, that, no one. That place, Night Trips on August 7th is going to be completely jam-packed. Like, it's going to be disgusting to see. Like, there's going to be a line around the, around the corner. Um, and she's raking it in, dude. Yeah. She's so, probably going to have a Lifetime movie soon. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure she's paying her taxes properly. I know she's a contracted employee. They don't take that money out of the top. She's going to have to save that back and pay it at the end uh-huh. of the quarter. Yeah, so they'll, have, they'll have a Lifetime movie about Stormy Daniels, and somehow the sideshow will be Terry and your friend. God damn it, I hope and so. And this was when Stormy's <laughs> life changed, and she realized that she could do this with dancing for a living, <laughs> and Terry's whole spectacle became her shtick. Of her yeah. spanking uh, grown men with uh, like People magazines or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Your friend should try out weird shit. Yeah, yeah, it's He's good. got more expertise than most. Then I it would was... say everyone. I would say <laughs> he's, he's on the ball. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Did that change your friend's like sexuality from that point on? Where he's like, he can't get off unless somebody's shoving beer bottles down his pants and like dragging him around by his belt. <laughs> Honey, honey, pour beer on me. Pour beer on me. Don't ask me why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was something else, though. I see her. Uh, oh yeah, she's in the uh, an Al Bundy's uh, shoe store. This is her. This is her part on uh, Married with Children. You can uh, look wow. it up. Makes sense. Yeah. Any. Anyways, so yeah, now I'm drinking a dirty bastard because I feel like <laughs> one after telling that story. <laughs> So uh, you were able to procure 15 uh, ODBs for uh, a right price, correct, Parker? Uh, No, it wasn't the cool... uh, Oh, it wasn't a 15? It was a 12-pack. 15-pack that people are doing nowadays. Yeah, it was just a 12-pack. Fair. Um, Fair, fair. But, yeah, I did get that. That was interesting. How how much was that 12-pack? Man, it was like $18 or something. Oh, okay. It was actually a better deal. Yeah. It's much and, cheaper. And, uh, yeah, because like I paid ten ninety nine for the six pack of uh, oh. bottles that I got right now today. Oh, so you've already gone through the twelve pack of yes, yes, dirty bastards. I'm a, I'm just making sure. Size queen. <laughs> hey, that was like that was like four, a week and a half ago, man. Oh, Give was it? For, I'm sorry. I thought it was honestly. I thought it was like Sunday that you sent that picture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's that's like Brian level drinking. <clears throat> that's, a, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, villain, what the fuck are you doing? Are you putting salt and pepper on your beer right now? I was just doing that to see how long it would take you all to notice. Yeah, it looked like he, he's just shaking out the last remnants of yeah. his beer for way too yeah, long. fuck. I was not in on that conversation. I tell you what, one thing. Oh, you... you he, Villem was that guy yeah. I referenced in the story. I was <laughs> actually. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, actually, that would be. <laughs> wow. Okay. That visual makes I, me very happy. You think I'm that? No, I'm just kidding. That you trying to crawl off of a stage and like 
knowing Willem and Willem's personality, he would be looking at us going, guys, come on, help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of us would be playing the old I'm not looking game. <laughs> Checking our phones. So, uh, Willem. Yeah. Are you, did you say what beer you're drinking? God besides damn it. The, are, are you still drinking the moose beer? Moosehead Pale Ale, y'all, from yeah. Canada. Still drinking that. Canadian. I'm on number two now. Nice. You got to cut down 15 uh, of them tonight, so get to work. Did we, did we want to talk about news, or do we just kind of want to say fuck it? And... No, we can talk about news. What do you want to talk about? What's going on? Yeah. Well, we obviously have the uh, Russia All-Star game. The, the Putin-Trump <laughs> meeting there. <laughs> yes, that, that did happen. Uncomfortable. For a moment, very worried. Worried. <laughs> we're talking about the municipal taxes in Buda going up. Oh, Most it's... people very worried. <laughs> the municipal taxes in Buda. <laughs> all concerned about that. Just for a uh, moment, I thought you guys had some empathy, but it doesn't sound like it. No. Um, <clears throat> all right, so, Willem, you're discussing the – or you're referring to the – Russian puppet meeting in Helsinki, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty nuts. I didn't even follow the story. I uh, I just like, I was hearing bits and pieces throughout the day because I kind of like, I try to limit my knees and take a little bit because you just got to like take care of your own mental health, well-being, frankly. Because it's um, all negative. Yeah, like you have to microdose and just yep. like, I was just getting hit by little bits and pieces, and it was just like, "Oh shit, that's bad. Oh, that's a little worse. <laughs> like that's even worse. <laughs> that's a, that's a little worse. Might be yeah. the best. I did the God. same thing. Like just, you know, uh, well, they always top it off with the worst story, like a like a quadruple homicide, and then they follow it with the last ten seconds is like a heartwarming story about a little girl and her puppy <laughs> that saved her life or something. You're talking you're talking about the local news there. Yeah, even national man, they play into that shit too. No, national doesn't play the fun, happy news. That's what he's getting at. The, the cable news is just straight up like evil Brrr, the whole time. Yeah, it's hammered but down. I was to talking hell. about this story revealing itself to me throughout yes. the day. I, I I got what you're saying, villain, because I got uh, like Google News alerts throughout yeah. the day, and it was like uh, Trump meets with Putin, and then it was Trump disgraces America. Then it was. <laughs> Yeah, treason is trending on Twitter. Trump doubles down on his fucking. <laughs> Trump puts his hand on Queen Elizabeth's breast. Yeah, <laughs> Trump finger blasted Barry. Did you what hear the, the fucking correction? The correction was, uh, he said, "I don't see Ru- that Russia would why Russia would meddle in our elections or whatever the hell." I don't remember what the exact statement was. And then over twenty four hours after he said that, he goes, "I meant to say wouldn't." Yeah, like he's yeah. just like. You could have just gone, I don't see why Russia would, I mean, wouldn't. Like, that is how a normal yeah. person, you're fucking no. insane if you believe that, if you're like, oh, okay, we're all good here. Yeah, that checks <laughs> out. Like, and then it went on to divert from a question that uh, was directed at that, like, clarifying his statement. He diverted from that. Like, you had, he yeah. had many opportunities to be like, wait, hold on. Are you saying that I, I, w- why would they? No, 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 no. Like they absolutely yeah. would. Well, not so. He then goes and in his statement of correction. So to your point, Willem, I <clears throat> there are certain things in the news cycle that I follow, um, and it's normally because the man hasn't given a press conference in damn near two years. Yep. 
if he's scheduled to answer questions, I'll tune in because it's normally, for whatever reason, Trump's schedule of deciding to do anything lines up really well with when I take lunch, which is either from 12 to 1 or 1 to 2. That's normally when I eat lunch. Yeah, he likes the midday news cycle, and you know that's because his base is largely like, you know. They're about to take naps at 2.30. Well, I also think no, they're, like, you know, they're working five. a floor somewhere or something and like can't be watching the news at that time. Also, I also, well, I think that's actually a really good point. And, and I think part of it is also he he starts his day at frickin 11. Like he also, he's, yeah. he's, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's less he's grumpy, life, man. He's less grumpy so, after lunch. That way he yeah. doesn't say. Well, today, today shit. he apparently rolled into the Oval at noon. And he was about ready to give this speech at one. He told everybody it was going to happen at one. It happened at two, like ten. Um, but yeah, so what I found really funny about this correction, and I was actually on a on a call right when because this wasn't even live. This was tape delayed, which for whatever reason the press agreed to. I don't I don't understand, but. Um, anyway, that's so he, how they, that's how they can go back and edit shit out, man. He had well, he had this like edit shit out or oh. like get their shit together before they stop, like so they can stop laughing before well, they roll it. I, I think what's what's like what I just find like baffling about this. So he sits there and gives this this speech, and his explanation is is okay. I said would I meant would not, and we're supposed to breeze over it, but then like. Two minutes later, he once again says, you know, we agree it's Russia, but it also could have been other people. And it's There's like, a lot of people out there, he says. What are you <laughs> like, man, can you not do you have some agreement with these people to you can't ever just give a sick burn to Putin? Like it, it's it's never been an issue for people to say Putin is a bad man, you don't negotiate with him, he's a bad, bad, he does not have the interests no. of the United States at heart. That's never been an issue. Probably for should every man, definitely this man should definitely hey. not meet one on one with the man. It's no, just listen. it's never been an issue for anybody. It's mind boggling. Even if if you were the world's worst criminal, okay, you wouldn't be this dumb if you colluded with someone. And I I have no doubt this man, maybe not him directly, but his associates colluded so fucking hard. And everybody tried to collude with the, the with the hackers. Oh, definitely and, and with, him directly. With people that had information. And, and if if that's what ended up happening, fine. I just don't know why you would be like why why make the lines this easy? It's just I don't know. It seems like a really dumb. It just doesn't seem can, like he's very. Smart. Can I insert here? Um, yeah, you saying that he never will full on like, um, you know say you did it or never blame one he said there's a lot of people out there that kind of is reminiscent of the whole like charlotte west virginia or where charlottesville or whatever when there was the there are many fine protest. people on both sides yeah he he like yeah said that well there's you know people that were on both sides that were doing wrong things or something it's like no, there was white supremacists present. Like anytime yeah. there's white supremacists present, like <laughs> you say fuck them and you side with the other side. Like <laughs> they're white supremacists. Same here. Yeah. Like you say fuck you, Russia, yeah. and yeah, don't don't try to skirt the issue. And well, there's you know, like, I just I find I, it I find it so shocking that 
he so he he gives this explanation right parker and then all of a sudden people are like well now i take the president at his word i understand that's what he meant and da, 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 da. and you're like what are you are you serious like just hold him accountable for something at well, some point i don't care what it is but just it's this is like a toddler that breaks windows in a house this is and the awesome. parents are living with like plastic over the windows and then the toddler starts ripping that plastic and they go, well, he had every right to. And you're like, holy shit, man. At some point, you just don't have windows and you just need to call out the toddler for ripping the windows. Like, it's just this is insane. We are living in insanity right now. I will say a and toddler. It goes down even to the news, like the news not pressing more on questions and like answers and being like, no, that's yeah. a bullshit answer. Like, but he's not calling things an answer, you know, like. You can speak for the public to a degree. Like you, if you're the news media, you can be like, "No, this is the line that we're maintaining. This is ridiculous." Here's like, the here's the shit that they have to put up with, though. Uh, and not everybody asks the best questions, but the, you also have people who do ask good questions. Are either banned from the White House press briefing area? White House press, like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, doesn't fucking answer questions, and no one allows access is allowed access to the president. And the answers that you get are going to be bullshit, uh, like regurgitated rhetoric from. Fox okay, so News. what is wrong with the media as a whole that they don't all get banned from the White House press? You, it, it, honestly, what's wrong with it is you should never go. If you are a legitimate journalist, you shouldn't go. From the moment that the first White House press secretary lies and knowingly lies. You should yeah. stop going. Yeah, I completely agree with but that. But the issue is that that's their fucking job. It's the same way of like, whoa, that was gnarly. Who's, who was that? You can, you can, like, God. you can adjust your coverage, I feel but like. You, uh, it's, like e it's way so, so easier. If you can't cover, then you can cover why you can't cover it or something. You know, like, there's, there's a. <clears throat> that part is way easier said than done, Villain. Uh, honestly. And if. The the only way to do it is like what's happening on Twitter with like Ashley Feinberg and and you have a few other people who are going out and reporting shit over and over again. But even them, they get shut down when it comes to their sources. Like their sources stop talking to them because well they also they also so don't have the so so if 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 we go the route that. People want to go. We we lose the ability. Yeah. So no. I get I'll so confused. Sorry. If we go the route that that like you're suggesting, Willem, what we're going to end up with is Trump winning the battle. Yes. Right. So no, nah, man. Because he will control what is narrative. Free? Listen, what do we value? We value freedom of the you press. You can value whatever like, you, you want. You can have freedom of the press by law, and like that doesn't mean shit if no, socially we don't have freedom. Like, we don't have people being honest. So you know they don't they don't broadcast the Trump rallies anymore. That was a line for them. They're like, it's the same fucking rally. We're not going to broadcast it anymore. So uh -huh. when you go to the source for the rally, it is. <clears throat> it's a Fox News live stream on YouTube or it's Trump TV live stream on YouTube. If you go to these places and look at the comment section, it's like, fuck the MSM. They're not even broadcasting a presidential rally and like all this shit. The people are so bought in 
if you don't report on the day to day, you lose whatever shred of credibility you've got left. And I understand you and I want the media to be like standing up and revolting against Trump. And and they are to an extent, but there's only so much they can do that keeps them a, a source for news. I was going to say it's versus losing all credibility and credentials and no longer being able to report on 60 percent of what's important in this country. Yeah, it's not a it's not a matter of of you putting a value on something, Villem. It's a matter on what there is value in. And yeah, right. what Good we've call. what we've seen is that. Uh, good answer. Good answer. The good answer. Good answer. <laughs> There's no like people, and not all people, but a good chunk of people don't put value in truth and honesty. Yeah, <laughs> they put value on what makes them feel good at the end of the night, and they put value on what they want to so hear. Our reality, guys, is only dependent on what we all agree upon as being reality. Th- yes, and that's factual. That's why we Fuck say bit- that, dude. That's why we Fuck say that. Bitcoin is uh, not good. We go with. Dogecoin, because that's all. <clears throat> Fuck yeah, dude. I have some of that. Somewhere. <laughs> There's a new one every week. It's like a new vape shop on each corner. <laughs> <laughs> Broken Arrow is particularly bad about the vape. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like. And now they all also carry CBD oil. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like how that's still illegal yeah, in Oklahoma. How quickly did that come in? Oh, it's yeah. been there. it's been there, dude. I saw CBD shops in Norman, Oklahoma, back in uh, October of last year. Yeah, they had signs of like CBD sold here. I was like, is that what I think it is? My mom's like, yeah. I was like, isn't that illegal here? Yeah. No one gives a shit, huh? Just no one cares. Well, I mean, like as they shouldn't. No, no should, it's it's, very... it's the devil's weed, and as we saw today, <laughs> oh, they can let us get people in big trouble. So, okay, hey. on the on the funnier side of this whole ordeal, okay, Trump Trump went batshit crazy. But the people of England and the United Kingdom, not the same place, by the way. Huh. For some reason, he <laughs> couldn't huh. nail this, and Northern... also included Ireland, not Northern Ireland, in Northern. the UK. <laughs> Motherfucker is dumber than a rock. So, oh my. Okay, so all this goes on. Brian, I know you've got the video feed on your side. Yeah. The people of Britain did just a phenomenal. Is that the link you sent me? Yeah, a phenomenal gesture for the rest of the world by in Turnberry when he went to his golf course, they showed up and protested him. And outside of the hotel he was staying at, they sang. The funniest All Trump right, test song I've ever heard. And right. Brian, if you can, just play it. That's beautiful. <laughs> Definitely highlight of all the protests, but hey, big ups to to England, Scotland. Y'all made his trip just absolutely horrible. I cannot imagine a situation where he wants to be back there. 
Because, Brian, they were literally singing this outside of his hotel room. There is no way <laughs> he couldn't hear That was so loud. <laughs> and knowing the British, right, so they don't really have strict alcohol laws when it comes to open containers. They probably just said, no, fuck it, man. Just bring the pub here. Just bring the pub here. It looked like it we're was gonna there. We're going to be here all night. <laughs> this man's not getting one fucking daylight of sleep. So Daylight of sleep. Yeah, Think, let yeah. that sink in. <laughs> yeah, not daylight. Well, not really. <laughs> uh, so not, There's not a time difference. And they did that to him right that night. And then the next day when he was on the golf course, they just yelled at him the whole time because it's a public <laughs> golf course. I don't think you're, like, you're allowed to exclude people from a golf course in Scotland or whatever. Oh, he but definitely- they're on the golf course, like protesting him. Hang gliders coming by with signs. Like, it was oh just God. amazing. Um, is he allowed in Scotland? Because there for a while he wasn't because of what, his uh, his whole – he owned a golf course there and uh, got sued by a bunch of people. Brian, he's the president. Uh, I remember that. He's the president. That's right. So hey, I think he's got immunity. Let me play devil's advocate here for a second because I think this is um, is funny. Like the whole, you know, the Russia thing fucked up for sure. Um, but uh, the the irony of the whole thing that I love is like how many elections has the United States fucked with over the years and put people oh, sure. in power that we wanted and like oh, put yeah. out false ads and newspapers and drop leaflets. But and, Parker, like, we have we are one killed nation. people. We're one nation under God. Okay. We put we're, Benjamin Netanyahu in office. I mean, we did. Indivisible. Ben, I mean, okay. Ben, sure. I mean, as well. Yeah. Serbia, the fucking uh, what? Who was it? The. Uh, Sandinistas and Nicaragua. The Contra. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, our hands are dirty as shit too. But let's lest, lest we forget that. Um, real quick, you can you can bring that up, but we're we're living in it. I, I did. I just did. We we're we're living in it, and for you to say <laughs> that is not a whole lot different than when like I mean obviously it is, but when Donald Trump was asked like, Hey, you seem to favor Vladimir Putin and his activities. And, he, and Donald Trump's like, yeah, sure. And like, what about his killing of, of political opponents? And he's, Listen, he's a response, strong leader. His Ryan. response was he's a strong <laughs> leader and we're, we're not so innocent either. Okay, yeah. cool. But just like the people, our ancestors did shit that we didn't agree with in the first place, probably shouldn't do shit that, uh, is just as bad or equally as bad or allow people to do shit. That's as bad or equally as bad. <laughs> No, well, that's, we that's sad, know, but it's, it's going to continue. You're right. You're absolutely right, Brian. But the sad thing is, is that we're not going to stop fucking with you know foreign elections. Like, absolutely not. I mean, and you know, that's I think rights as Americans, goddamn. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> well, one nation under God. That is, we're doing this but shit. It's, it's Parker. You're making a very good point. Like that is what is wrong with American exceptionalism. There is there is nothing that that is like nationalism exceptionalism that whole train of thought is it's unacceptable um because what what you end up coming to is no different than what makes people believe racism is okay and what makes people right is like anti-immigration like that's where all that stuff stems from is we're better than they are therefore we can't have this happen or therefore we um, we're too good for this, or we get to do this. And 
it's sad because Americans buy into this whole fallacy that this country, what makes this country special is its access to a wide range of natural resources, its belief that education or its former belief that education was a right before anybody had it, and um, its former belief that that uh, capitalism was the best version of, of economics going. Beyond that, this is just a piece of dirt with some people in it. And if we don't get rid of this whole we are the primary Ayatollah determinant society in the world along with the Jews, which is really weird, but, you know, like it's like we see this as a land of milk and honey and then also Israel. <laughs> like, I don't, the whole the whole thing is just like one big like master web of of deceit spun by a lot of people who only have their own interests in mind and they convince a lot of people to fight and and base their ideologies off of those kind of underlying facts israel is our most important ally and we should always defend it to the end of time well that's a bunch of evangelical christian nonsense secondly america doesn't do wrong we fight for what's good well that's also bullshit (laughs) right like yeah. So if if we can get past these things and admit that we make mistakes sometimes and try to correct those mistakes, we'll be better off. But we won't be there with our current president, and we're not going to be there if people don't stop with us like the country needs to be great. The country is, is, is great as it is, and we need to figure out how we become better, but we're still the leading economy in the world. We still have <laughs> – the least amount of people in in poverty for our size society and like we're doing fine we just need to kind of nudge it and get rid of all this baggage like who wants to be the best society ever in the history of the world that's not a goal right like that's it's undefined it it's i don't know it's are you saying the business plan for america isn't right frank no i'm saying the mission (laughs) statement isn't right like why 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 isn't it just everybody has a fucking chance a, a right to a good life and everybody has health care and like that's a just seems like a much better well, mission statement to me everybody did everybody used to everybody like the people that yeah. came here and founded this place like i mean we've we've gone so I mean, far away we stayed far away from where we started at, yeah, there was a lot of fucked up shit that happened for sure. Yeah, but like, and I've, I've talked about this. Listen, I've talked about this before. The Michael Moore documentary, Where Should We Invade Next, is a great uh, <clears throat> explanation of what I'm saying here. Is like they basically go to all these different countries that are doing everything right and doing stuff so much better than us. And then they bring it back and they're like, hey, America, you used to do that too. What the fuck happened? Hey, America, remember uh, – you used to put value in education. What the fuck happened? You know, and and it it kind of it like makes it come full circle. Like, yeah, we used to be on the right track. Where did we get off the tracks at? Um, and I think that's Fear. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, have you guys seen that? I think I talked about it like two years ago. But yeah, yeah. No, I saw a gr- it. It's a it great Netflix. documentary. Still on Netflix? I guess probably not. Yeah, like these things that we need to bring back is basically what he's stating is like, hey, you know, we used to do that. Now they're doing it and they're excelling in education or they're excelling in free uh, health care or uh, education, you know, free college or uh, whatever. the ca- And vacation days and, you know, happy, healthy societies that aren't all on uh, SSRIs and 
you know, all these drugs and shit. Well, you know, um, you know what, solid what, what I found kind of full circle funny about what you're talking about right now is Trump. Trump gave his and it just popped in my head. He gave his explanation speech moments before he was going to have a lobbyist is all I can think of for this guy. I, I don't know what he does, but he was in Trump's office about to speak on um, making the middle class tax cuts permanent <laughs> like the corporate tax cuts are. And it this 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 whole discussion, right? Being able to afford things, the Michael Moore movie. It's like, where did this stuff go? It all comes down to people have have decided that they can't or won't or don't trust the government with their tax money, and they they no longer want to pay into the coffers of the federal government. And I don't know how you fix that. Taxes aren't bad. Taxes afford good roads. They afford good education. They afford us the ability to provide welfare to people and health care. And, like, these aren't bad things. They're not bad ideals. If you think if these things all get privatized, they're going to be cheap and you're going to be able to afford them, good luck. It's the same reason you can't afford fucking Louis Vuitton purses unless you're in the top 10%. Like, you are not them. And they will always be able to pay more and they will always be affected less by any cost increases. So if, if you're actually looking to have this battle on a monetary basis and you're making $100,000 a year, you will lose that battle. And you, you might not know it because you live in a place where 100 is a lot, but 100 in the big scope of society is not a lot of money. What are you talking about? So, I think the middle class, that's got to yeah, be what people making $30,000 like, a year. No, that's uh, that that part fucking pissed me off when uh, the tax breaks were trying. They were trying to push the tax breaks through. There's a lot of uh, data that came out that was showing what exactly middle class is in the big scheme of things. And it was like a household making a hundred to one hundred thirty thousand dollars a year in Dallas. Like that's I mean it's based on their city and how that middle class works itself out. But a hundred thousand dollars a year in Dallas. Let I mean yep that, that's. That is no small feat, <laughs> and that is also with no children. So, yeah. good fucking luck, guys. Keep your keep your middle class dreams alive. It's yeah, fucking impossible. Basically, poor and uber rich. Yeah, that's it. And the only way to keep the uber rich in their spot is to give them massive tax breaks. <laughs> because they're, if they're uber rich and they go someplace else, then what are the uber poor going to do? Ryan, but they're creating jobs. Dude, that's what... uh, Well, it's not... If they're uber rich (laughs) in any other society... Oh, God. Oh, Frank, Jesus Christ. (laughs) God damn it. If if they are uber rich in any any other society, if they're uber rich, they would have gotten taxed. Right. And that's the part that's infuriating. It's like, we're just letting them get away. There's no other place they can pay this little amount of taxes on their income. Here's what kills there me. There isn't. Okay, so if you hear people get upset about, we need to keep companies here. I'm like, okay, so what are the companies doing? If they stay here, they're employing a workforce, right? They're putting, like, if, if you're all for capitalism and you're wanting them to uh, keep their money and their jobs here in our state, 
Like your your capitalism that you're participating in is the capitalism of your workforce. And what are your what are you saying about the value of your people who live there if you're saying, No, 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 no. This company needs to be here and not have to pay a whole lot because our fucking people suck. Like that's that's what kills me. Is that a wrong way of looking at it? Because that's how it dawned on me this morning when I was listening to a podcast about uh raising the minimum wage. So you're yeah, so so the whole minimum wage argument goes in the complete opposite direction of people. Right. It so if 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 you're making the minimum wage, the government is subsidizing that person's ability to stay alive through food stamps, through welfare checks, through uh, Medicaid. So if you if you make below, you can make money and collect welfare. Like I don't think a lot of people know this. It's not welfare. Isn't just I have no Fox job. New, Fox News has told me that welfare people are making a lot of money and collecting it. But what yeah, also and, you and have apparently to, illegals qualify for welfare, which is just horseshit. Also, but, okay. keep in mind that uh, welfare is not a a tiered program. It's an on off program, so, and it's a ability to pay program. Yeah. So it's based on hey, you make below the poverty line. If you do, we will make up the difference and help you become just able to sustain yourself and if you make five dollars over that poverty line away goes your check Mm -hmm. so so okay so so that's sort of now you're making minimum wage and you're having a job and the government subsidizing all this shit the reason walmart has no incentive to raise their minimum wage or had none until people pressured them into it and they're only going to pretty much the poverty line um the reason they don't have much of an incentive is because now that cost gets transferred from the government to them. And it's that way with anybody that pays the minimum wage. So if you're going through whatever, any, any career path that starts you off at the very bottom and you're getting less than $15 an hour, you should be absolutely for an increase in the minimum wage. But somehow every American has this dream that one day they'll be the one writing the massive tax check. And it's just that day will never come. For this entire podcast, probably none of us will ever have to write that check. No. So if, if, if you're on a societal level thinking you're ever going to write this one-tenth of one percent tax check at the end, and you're fighting for people's ability not to write that check, you need to get your mind checked. Like there is no reason for you – to try to protect Donald Trump and his family and his friends and Wilbur Ross and his family and his friends and all these billionaires that he put in secretary positions in his cabinet, you don't need to help them protect their estate tax income so you may or may not have to pay that tax sometime in the future, right? You don't need to help them pay their workers less than minimum wage you're fighting the wrong side of the battle um so if you're ever going to want good education for your kids and not just stand up when oklahoma's education system is in the shitter right because now every all of a sudden it's a non-partisan issue right but before you all drug that thing so far down to like a point where it couldn't be recovered and now you're not owning it you're not owning the fact that the Republican Party literally drug that state to the shitter. You're not owning it. 
you're still voting for Republicans. They just promise something slightly different. And that's fucked up. Like, that's not how this works. You don't get to, like, it's literally like a general manager. Think of this in, in sports terms because I think that's what Oklahoma understands. <laughs> You're no, Bob no, no. Stoops. A- athletic director. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. he's a college level. And, 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 and Bob Stoops has had seven one in ten seasons in a row, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, my God, man, we love Stoops, but he needs to go. And Stoops is like, oh, give me one more year. And they're like, oh, you remember that national champion? Okay, fine. We'll give him one more year to turn this thing around. Remember how bad and that then you, the interim And then you coach give him was? one more year, and he, and he gets you back to like 6 and 10, and you're like, oh, God, look at that. He was 1 and 10, 6 and 10, and now you're with him for the next decade. Let's be more realistic. Remember when that black interim coach came in? And it's funny because, oh, yeah. you had one of those in the 90s. When that black interim coach came in, fuck that guy. We were terrible then. Let's bring in the old white dude. He was really good. So, but but that's what it comes down to, right? Like that is the equivalence here: is people give these people opportunities because they think it's a fucking sport. It's not a sport. These people prescribe to principles, and it's nothing but a weight. So, if if I was in this chair tonight and unions were controlling this government in the way that lobbyists for corporations are controlling this government, and unions got police officers and freaking everybody to retire at $170,000 a year pensions, I would be in a very different state of mind and carry a very different opinion. And I would vote Republican and I would vote conservative and I would I would stand by those principles. But that's not the reality of the situation. And people have to evolve with the reality of their current situation. If we can't do that, there's no reason to have this discussion because if anybody is going to come into this discussion and just say, yeah, well, I'm pro capitalism, then you're fucking stumped, right? Like, what do you say? Okay. I'm not, not pro capitalism. I just think it's heavily weighted towards the one side. And now we're arguing facts again. Like it, it, it's just like, or arguing about what a fact is. So it's, it's difficult, man. Like this, this discussion always ends up in a spot where people go, I am principled towards, one point of view and then just shut off any other option or, or they choose not to understand any other options that they might have word. I don't know what else is villain. Villain might pull the pin on a grenade and left the conversation. He did. (laughs) He jumped on that grenade. Um, Frank, all valid points, but I think it's time to switch gears. Let's do Uh, it. And only because, I'm switching the gears right now. I'm going from first to second. You just said point of view, and it made oh, me. No. Rem- no. No, I'm not talking about some stuff that Frank looks at on Red Tube. Okay. It's <laughs> another strip club conversation, isn't it? <laughs> no. No. Uh, I watched a program recently about um, the 2022 World Cup. On Shark okay. Tank? On, no, Point of View is uh, a company that puts out really good films and documentaries, uh, primarily on PBS. And um, it, you know, the 2020, 2022 World Cup is in Qatar, mm-hmm. Qatar, whatever you want to call it. The slave State. Call it a different thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and dude, that's it's pretty much. Uh, I don't know, indentured servitude or 
Yeah, slavery. they take their they take their visas away. Yeah, they cannot leave without the permission mm-hmm. of their company or their boss or whatever it may be. And they're like recruiting, you know, from Africa and all these places and yeah, and and India and wherever. Nepalese. Um and yeah, it was pretty messed up. So look into that. Um, so that that sad. story, it's very sad, and it's been it's been a thing for three years. So when FIFA, okay, so when FIFA went down in two thousand and fifteen, because of Michael Steele or Chris Steele, is it Chris Steele, the guy who wrote the Steele dossier, Michael, I think. Okay, so the guy who wrote who wrote Trump's dossier was the primary source of intelligence for the entire network of FIFA corruption that brought down that organization. So he he single-handedly brought down that entire organized crime ring. And <clears throat> so, yeah, so that should make Trump feel really comfortable, first off. And second, um, he – after he kind of did that, one of the primary um, – corruption schemes was African nations voting, um, getting paid to vote for Qatar to get the World Cup. So they would, Qatar would promise them like a soccer stadium for their youth development program, or they promise like new uniforms for everybody or something, like a couple million dollars per country. And that would secure the vote of that country for Qatar to get the World Cup. None mm. of the European nations voted for it, and none. So essentially, none of the Western world. Russia voted for Qatar, and um, of course, some South American countries. So any any first world countries pretty much did not vote for Qatar because they knew that this was their policy for employment. Um, the EU, um, well, not the EU, but the European Football uh, Union. Uh, they tried to have a revote for 2022 and were shut down. And I don't know how they got shut down, but just just if it if it's any kind of level of solace, the two so Concacaf and UEFA wanted nothing to do with Qatar having the World Cup, but they still got it um, because the. African Union football clubs, the Asian clubs, um, or countries, they, they all got paid off to vote. And it was mainly Africa that got paid off to vote for um, Qatar to get it. And it's a sad state because these, these people are building slave, essentially, plantations um, to, to house all these people yeah. working and, and building trailers. these stadiums. Yeah. Trailers upon trailers. There's like... 15,000 workers on some crazy some shit like that. And uh yeah, they they can't just say I quit, I'm going home. No. Um, and and in 2018 this is happening like Yep. Pretty crazy that that uh you know, I don't know anything about soccer or football. Um but it was pretty eye-opening for me and I can't believe that whatever the I mean, I guess the FIFA organization, knowing that this was going on, still gave them their nod for the 2020, 2022 World Cup. 
Yeah, I mean uh, it's, it's, it's sad. One hundred percent bribes. They they had every opportunity to switch twenty twenty two to a country that had stadiums in place. There's no, there are large. I mean, you could take it to France. You could take it to England. You could take it to America. Like countries that already have soccer stadiums built. You don't need to build new stadiums and not have slaves employed. Well, did that train throw it in reverse or what? I don't know. I have no idea. It's it's a busy time for the old Union Pacific. It's so loud. Unsettlingly <laughs> oh. loud. Um, well, I don't I don't know. I I I hate the fact that that goes on obviously, but more well, not more than that, but uh, we've talked about this in 2016 when the Rio games happened, um, and probably last winter was it? This no, this early this year, whenever we had the Winter Olympics, um, about how big of a waste of money and resources and time it is to that goes into building all this infrastructure that only goes into shambles, you know, like less than a decade later. It's called, it's called like the Olympic vacuum where it's crazy. Millions of dollars, billions of dollars now get put into, uh, all the, all the infrastructure around these stadiums and these, uh, events. I mean, because it's not just the stadium, it's like parking, it's roads, it's hotels, hotels, everything that leads into having an event like a world cup or the Olympics. Like that shit just literally lays waste as soon like China is the perfect example in two thousand eight at their Olympics. Like the stadium was falling down while the Olympics were going on. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, ah, yeah, no, this is normal, uh, because they're trying to cut costs because they know that so in the past, I think I don't know if I talked about it when we got brought up previously, but in the past, when Olympics would be hosted in a city, that would actually be a tourist like attraction for that city for years to come until the 1982 Olympics, I think in Los Angeles. And that was actually the first one that the host city netted a loss in upcoming tourism because it was one, everybody was like, Oh, it was Los Angeles. No big deal. But ever like, cause you know, people were coming to Southern California regardless. But what that did was it put a strain on the Los Angeles economy for, I think, 20 years after that because they were essentially paying for all the projects that went into hosting that Olympic Games. And then those stadiums either set unused or repurposed for other reasons, and they they never pulled in the revenue necessary. Every Olympic host city after that point, up to, like, including Atlanta, um, which everybody was like, oh, it was great. Everybody wanted to go see where the Olympics were held. Fuck you. You and like three people that you knew went to go see the Olympic stadiums mm-hmm. in Atlanta. No one else yeah. did. It didn't fucking... I've never seen any of y'all on Facebook posting pictures in front of the old Atlanta stadium with a chain link oh, fence around it and the grass got, growing in the parking lot. I was going to say they got blown up last year. No, no one gave a fuck. And Did it really? Yeah, when they built the new Mercedes, was it Mercedes-Benz Stadium? They they dropped wow. the old uh, what is it? Wow, what the hell was the old stadium called? Uh, but I'm pretty sure they imploded it. That was when the Weather Channel guy. Uh, it was a stupid viral video with a Weather Channel man, like cameraman, set up 
uh, like across the highway from the implosion of the stadium. <laughs> and uh, as he's sitting there filming and the, the explosions start, a city bus pulls in between yeah. him and the stadium. <laughs> and you, he just missed the entire explosion. And he's he goes, losing oh, his man. shit. He's like, God damn it, move the fuck out of the way. I remember that. It was stupid. But, like, I yeah. I remember that. That shit. Uh, yeah, it's a waste. Such a waste. Find an island, build all your uh, structures, and Just then do it. And there. then every Just other, you know, it. World Cup or Olympics, you you can still go to committee and have a vote, and it'll be like, oh, okay, in 2022, uh, Cutter gets to run the concession stands. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you know, it's like the local scout troop 911. Gets, oh, you know, like, that's absolutely. Absolutely, the way to do it. And Dude. what I what I find funnier, and get the proceeds. What I find funnier about the whole thing, right? Like the Summer Olympics, everybody has summer. The um, FIFA World Cup, like I'm not sure why we're having it in a desert in 2022. But they're <laughs> air conditioning the stadiums somehow, and it's going to be outdoors. It's going to be weird, but okay. What I find weird is the insistence on a place like Sochi for the Winter Olympics, and then they go, is there going to be snow? snow? Yeah, it's like holding the Olympic Games in Kansas and being like, fuck, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we couldn't have predicted there wouldn't be snow here. What Come do you on, mean? 100-year storm. Come on, 100-year storm. <laughs> yeah, like, what are we asking for? Yeah, I noticed that this year. The, uh, the There was a couple of World Cup games played in Sochi, and I was like, they're sweating their asses off there, man. They had a Winter Olympics here? And then you yeah. see it on a map, you're like, motherfucking liars. There's no way there was ever going to be snow there (laughs) i i found it i just find it hilarious because it's always the winter olympics oh that that has that trouble everywhere else it's like well it could be raining but it'll be warm you know it's summer and then the winter olympics why not just have it in the alps or just have it in salt lake city yeah just don't worry about snow. This is so easy to do. There are places yeah. that it snows. Winnipeg. Buckets. Winnipeg. And every time it comes to Salt Lake, we'll let Mitt Romney come back and save the yeah. Winter Olympics. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> he's say, such a budget hawk. <laughs> God damn it. He came in. He bought in low to the Winter Olympics in Salt okay. Lake City, and then he turned around and sold it. I want to see I want to see uh, Summer Olympics in Da Nang, okay? Just do the Vietnamese yeah, winter yeah. Uh, Summer Olympics. People are sweating their sweating balls their off. Ball. Oh, you know, and at some, po- at some point, the Winter Olympics right outside Pyongyang. Yeah. With Trump uh-huh. opening it up. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe in a wheelchair at that point. He's, he's going to be like, I told him, Mr. Kim. Bring down this wall. Missile. And they're like, no, you didn't, sir. <laughs> and then I told him, a chicken in every pot and a car in every Korean's driveway. No, you didn't, <laughs> sir. And then I said, ask not what you can do for Korea, but ask what you could do for the Republic of Korea. And then he, sir, are you just, no, he, are you really this far gone? And then he starts repeating the Papa John's transcript. And then I told him, you need, there are two types better, of black people. Better ingredients, oh, my God. Better. oh my God. No. Mm. It goes full Michael Scott. It'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. I yeah, mean, you know, Papa Yang, John's man. 2026 World Cup. Cup. I mean, fuck, if we're letting, you know, this abuse uh, go on in Qatar right now, like, fuck, yeah, just go ahead and go over to North Korea for 2026. Why not? Uh, I believe that's uh, North America, right? 
we yeah. have the 2026 game? We do. 20, is it really? Damn right. Yes, yeah, so it'd be it'd be 2030 for the FIFA World Cup. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we where's probably being held in 26? It's it's all it's in Canada, Buda, Texas. No, it's Canada, United States, and Mexico. They're sharing responsibility. And they're going to have one game in uh, What Midland. kind of shit is that? It's actually pretty bad. <laughs> one game in Midland, Odessa. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be Topeka is going to be a real showstopper. <laughs> you watch. Yeah, one yeah. one game in Juarez. They're really going to give those people a tour of the country. <laughs> it's going to be pretty I, I'm I'm excited for that. If nothing else, just just so three countries can fucking get along for yeah. A, a month and a half. Oh, yeah, because it's so hard to get along with Trudeau and Mexico. Yeah, hey, you would think you would think it is. <laughs> hey, Mexico's new president that's vowing to end corruption in the government. Yeah, that's funny. He took a <laughs> shot in the back when he said it. He's like, good ah, luck. Yeah. God damn, what happened? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm getting shot. At. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? End corruption. It's just him dodging bullets. <laughs> Dude, being an honest law enforcement agent in that country is a death sentence. It is. They had 130, sure. 130 politicians got murdered in this election cycle. Yeah. Murdered in a cycle of elections. It literally, uh, it's really it's. We don't call it a presidential election. We just call it King of the Mountain. It's Royal Rumble. Whoever, <laughs> whoever goes over the top rope. Man standing, King of the Ring. Fucking Stone Cold comes in and just starts stunning yeah. people and throwing them over the top oh rope. God, oh, okay, because that bear, Pena Nieto, is out the ring. <laughs> oh, by God. That's, that's Barkady Banchenko. That's Barkady Banchenko's music. He's alive. He's, 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 I thought it was dead this whole time. God he came damn. in and just Pinato, Pinato. <laughs> Donald Trump just gave so, Pinato the stank face. God so damn. So how did, how did they win this freaking, uh, tripart, like, bid for the 2026? I think we pulled our money together and <laughs> threw it at the FIFA committee. Scraping pennies together to come up with enough. Well, for, they used so the, they used the cash, the FIFA. They used people. the cash app and pulled their we, money. We, we bid for 2026 and 2030. And France and the U.S. were going back and forth. Um, so well, like an auction, it's, well, it's been getting, difficult to, it's been getting difficult for people to bid <laughs> on, on hosting these events because there's so many <laughs> God damn it. Hey guys, I'm not going to lie. We've been pretty good in the past, so let's bring it back. Huh? We're employing a bunch of baby boomers in Florida. Hey guys, remember we did this a couple hundred years oh ago. God. We can do it again. Yeah. Miami's gets a stadium. Naples gets a stadium. St. Pete gets a stadium. Everywhere. St. Petersburg gets Fuck. two stadiums. Yeah. Dolphins suck ass. We can just use their stadium and they won't even notice. The Buccaneers ain't using that shit. Let's use theirs and... That, that's how you host the World Cup, and it's just Florida-centric. So, so 2026, okay. Okay, so France and the U.S. both had bids, and no one entered a bid. So normally these things are awarded for two cycles to avoid. It, it takes a lot to put a bid together. and In case so, somebody misses a cycle. We bid for 2020. <laughs> and you're late, and you have to go take a pill. <laughs> It's the plan B pill for FIFA. Yeah, better late than pregnant. It's England is our plan B. Like if exactly. you can't if you can't make Motherland a land pill is what it's called. Yeah. So okay, so so France and the US were bidding for twenty twenty six and no one was bidding for twenty thirty. 
So what ended up happening is they decided to award it, I guess, based on a coin flip for 2026 and 2030. And those were the two nations that got it. So France hosts it and we host it. And do we have 20? I thought we had 2030. Maybe we have 2030 because, yeah, I think I figured there's somebody in between us and Qatar. But they have to say a city, right? No. No. So the 2030 World Cup will be uh, in the United States, I believe. Well, it's like think Parker. The last the last few that we've had, we've had Russia all over the western half of the country. We've had South Africa, or we've had Brazil all over the entire country. South Africa all over the entire country. Okay, so I, and that's me just not knowing a bunch about about the FIFA stuff, but football. I, I guess I'm kind of thinking of like the Atl- the Olympics. You know, it's kind of well, I mean, shit. LA and surrounding areas, Sochi no, and right. the immediate you know hundred miles, twenty twenty six. 2020, it is 26. Okay. So, so the way that they did it is between our nations, we have enough first class soccer venues to host the World Cup. And it brings the continent of North America together and whatnot. So Houston will definitely host some games. Dallas will host some games. Um, LA will host some games. Chicago, Portland. Um, New York City. The U.S. out of the 64 games gets, I believe, 48. So oh, we, we are the, the major. Share. Yeah, we, we're the major host nation. The rest of them get a couple. Nerds. Interesting. But I, I do want to know, does that mean that Canada, Mexico, and the United States get qualifying bids? Oh, good because question. Because hosting the World Cup automatically gets auto you qualified. In the round of 64. Mm-hmm. What, so, what do you mean? I don't. I don't know what this means. So, by virtue of you hosting, like Russia, okay. Russia wouldn't have made the World Cup if they had to go through qualifying because they were like the seventy-eighth nation in the country. Wait, shut the fuck up! The host country gets an auto in. That's how South Africa beer. got in. Oh, Sorry, Frank. That's South Africa. No, it's true. We've man, only we've only clearly qualified for one World Cup. That is not right. Fuck is yeah. So it'll be interesting to see because if if that's three bids that are taken up, it's interesting. But yeah, so anyways, it's the 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 bid process is convoluted and really susceptible to bribes, and so I wouldn't be surprised if we bribed somehow. Jared Kushner was a part of the bid committee, so shut up. I'm not joking. Really? Oh, for sure. Then yeah. All right, guys. Um. Uh I will say that we probably do need to wrap because my shit is doing some weirdness. All right, let's uh, my do it. audio equipment is giving me some boop boop boop, and I'm sorry to the listeners who are hearing that because I'm not gonna be able Check to cut out. that out of post. Um, <clears throat> if uh, y'all don't have anything else, y'all can just uh, talk about it in your outro. All right, um, <laughs> how about how about that? Brian <laughs> yeah. in far far north Dallas. Don't you speak for me, Frank? You don't know what I'm gonna say. For Brian in North, far, far North. No, uh, thank you all for joining us again for a, a wonderful episode of Nobody Left Behind. Um, I hope you join us back next time. So go ahead and subscribe so you get those notifications when we come back up. Uh, tell a friend. Be sure to hit us up on social media at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, be sure to reach out and tell Villem how much you missed his outros the last couple episodes. 
villain gets all tuckered out about 9.55 and has to go to Betty Bye. So, um, sorry, buddy. We missed you. And uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, for the listeners, thank you. Thank you for being you. You be awesome. Uh, for Brian here in far, far, far south Ardmore, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, all that same stuff that Brian just said. Just uh, I, I'm going to say that again. For Parker and Tulsa, I'm out. And apparently Frank's out, too. Frank's muted himself. He doesn't realize it, but he is muted. Sorry, Frank. Uh, in the far, far God. south reaches of the sexual assault capital of the world and also a Bears football team. Um, Villem, you check your blood sugar. You check it often. I'm out. Beep!